Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. June 1, 2021, the unhealthy Nestle edition. And we begin with that story from the front page of the Financial Times that Nestle has acknowledged in an internal document that more than 60% of its mainstream food and drink products do not meet a recognized definition of health, and some will never be healthy. A presentation circulated at the company last year and seen by the Financial Times had only 37% of Nestle's food and beverages by revenue, uh, with over 70% of Nestle's food products failing to meet this threshold. The findings come as food makers face mounting pressure to combat obesity and promote healthier eating. Executives at Nestle are now considering what commitments on nutrition uh, the company should make. So talk about a corporate culture that is in deep trouble. Uh, speaking of corporate cultures in deep trouble, uh, EY Europe revamp sparks fears over sharing of wire card damage as uh, the accountancy group EY is going to centralize power in a new European executive so that uh, one country doesn't go rogue like EY Germany did. However, some partners fear that this new structure might lead to penalties related to Wirecard, even though they, of course, had nothing to do with that other than being part of the same firm. French partners are going ballistic because they want to know why should they pay for the Wirecard mess. Well, the reason they should pay is because they're part of the same firm. Should they all have their salaries cut and be uh, disciplined and or terminated? Uh, That is still an open question. Uh, Obviously, institutional justice will be a big question here, but EY is under tremendous pressure, and European management will decide uh, what is going to happen going forward. Our next story, once again, comes from the FT, and it is that regulators are pushing banks to uh, foster uh, better lending to companies that climate, excuse me, tackle climate change. Uh, this, uh, banks, uh, regulators believe that their banks have a full box of tools that they can use to help make uh, the companies they lend money to uh, more compliant. So that is a very interesting uh, point for the regulators to find to use going forward, but it also shows that they're finally learning that it's the institutions which can lend money out uh, that can put financial pressure. Obviously, the shareholder vote vote last week at Exxon is one way to do so, but lenders can also uh, put pressure on the companies they lend money to to make sure they're compliant with climate uh, change and uh, other goals within the ESG framework. So interesting. It'll be interesting to see how far the regulators uh, go out uh, going forward. And finally, our last story also comes from the uh, FT. A gentleman named David Solo in 2018 lent $12.2 million to then a little known supply chain finance group, Greensill Capital. But the uh, money, although certainly was helpful, 
the real gold was that uh, David uh, Solo was an American who became an advisor and a part of Greensill moving forward, and he opened doors for the company to get much more money. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.